When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Performance Anxiety, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. This show features Gary Pitcairn. He's a DIY singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist from Italy. His latest release is called The Gospel and was produced by the Alan Johannes. Gary tells me why he won't sing in Italian, how his prior band sabotaged itself, how he came up with the name Gary Pitcairn, and how he was threatened by a dead musician. We get into a pretty deep discussion about alternative music and how his grandmother's Alzheimer's disease inspired a song on the gospel. Follow him on social media and check out his music on Bandcamp. Follow us at Performance ANX. We're a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network of Shows. And check out all the other cool podcasts on the network. If you like our shows, check us out at ko-fi.com slash performance anxiety. Any contribution will definitely help us to continue to bring you the great behind-the-scenes stories that we really like to get for you. Now let's set sail for Gary Pitcairn Island on Performance Anxiety. Hi everybody, I'm Gary Pitcairn and I'm so proud of being the guest of March here for the new Performance Anxiety episode. I'm preaching the gospel, by the way. It's hot in here. Oh man, well thank you for joining me. I appreciate this. I'll get recording. Uh, we'll get going in just a second. I'm just pulling up, uh, pulling up my notes here. I thought I was ready okay. and I wasn't mistaken. <laughs> I don't know, problem number. <laughs> I have all my notes. I've got them written out here. Okay. But for some reason, oh, it's a little. You got notes about me? Yes, I do. Yes, <laughs> I do. Two, two pages. Two pages. Two pages. With not not big fonts. So. It <laughs> it's not a big font. But. No, it's, I, I would say standard. Standard. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. We are all set. But we're not live. No, we're right. not live. We are just okay. recording. We can edit. We can we can cancel everything. Exactly. Exactly. I thought okay. you. I've had to do you that. Can fix my, you, you can fix my English. Yeah. <laughs> Your English is saying fantastic. If, 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 you think, if I'm saying something wrong, you can just dub me. With I'll, I'll voice, dub myself. I'll dub myself okay. over you. So how's that? <laughs> I'll dub my voice over yours. That way we get exactly what I want. Okay. Perfect <laughs> for me. That's perfect. Okay. Yeah, I've started. I've, I've listened to uh, two or three episodes. Oh, excellent. So, because there are lots of guests uh, that are my heroes, so oh, awesome. it's strange. It's strange for me to be here because uh, <laughs> I, I have listened. I've listened to Lanigan, uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, 
Michael Jira and then oh. me and it's hilarious. Awesome. It, it doesn't make sense for me. I did, first of all, I, I want to thank you for coming on to the show. Thank, I do appreciate it. it it's wonderful. I thank love, you for having me. I love having thank guests. Uh, I love having you. First of all, international guests are awesome for me. I don't, I don't know why. There's just there's something cool to me about the fact that you're you know, thousands of miles away, but, but we're just talking in real time. But it's, it's, it's fascinating to me. Yeah. yeah, you just had breakfast. Yeah, in fact, did you have, did you have breakfast? I had a banana. I'm my wife. <laughs> That's not a breakfast. Banana and a cup of coffee. <laughs> right now. It's a, I'm okay. going to try not to slurp my coffee on the show. So if I speak, uh, no I'll be trying to do it away from the mic. In fact, okay. Ah, there yeah, you need go. that. Delicious okay. coffee. I just had I just had lunch. Yeah. So <laughs> this is difference, cultural difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we were talking a little bit before I my introduction midway through the show apparently about shows in Italy and, and or shows around the world I guess even gigs aren't happening I had a guy on several months ago I actually when the uh, pandemic really started he's he was in, in Bergamo okay so that, I, that's the worst place on earth uh, yeah right now yeah that's like, I got two friends that had coronavirus in Bergamo oh god uh, wife wife and yeah uh, they had it but they are okay oh Thank they God. just had a little flu, uh, some breathing problems, but yeah, not, not that much. Yeah, fortunately. But, and my my dad's uncle, he had it in a very bad way. Yeah. And we just discovered, well, like a couple of, uh, of of weeks ago, he just rang us. They, oh, I got coronavirus, you know. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah. I got into, into the hospital with the breathing system or whatever. Oh, okay. And he's like 80, 85, 90, I don't know. He's oh, wow. very old, but he survived. And, uh, no, oh. and it was no problem for him. It was a time, you know, yeah, what happened? I just had coronavirus. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, you know, I've, my wife's uncle uh, had it and he passed away from, from the virus. Oh. But, you know, and, and a friend of mine from high school, all his parents passed away from, from the virus, but they were on really poor health. But I know uh, we've had a couple people at my job who've had it, mm. and mm. you know, boom, they're they're back. They quarantine them for a couple of weeks, and they come back. Yeah, and, uh, sure. You know, that, that kind of makes me feel weird going into work every day because I'm still driving 45 minutes to get to work every single day, and I'm still. Oh, you're in the office. Yeah, I'm in the office. I'm. This is the only time ever my job considers me essential. You know, if I ask for a raise in pay, they're like, "No, yeah. you're not that essential." Yeah. Yeah, I'm working from home. It's six months. I'm working from home, and I'm, wow. I'm, I won't go back to the office. Uh, I think for another couple of months. My brother is that way. He works for uh, Sirius XM. Well, he actually he actually uh, he produces a show on the Catholic Channel on Sirius XM. But he he so he, he used to work for Sirius XM. Then he got hired for this uh, for a show on the Catholic Channel. So he but they're kind of independent. So he actually works for the diocese now, not not Sirius. But he would go into the Sirius XM offices every day, okay. and they oh. shut him down immediately because he's he's actually in in a higher risk because he has diabetes. So yeah. so they're oh, like great. they just told him the other day that he won't be going back in until next year, if ever. So, and that's for me. That's good. I well, say for that. My brother too. That's not. That's not a problem. No. No. I got. I got a lot of time. Yeah. I know it's a bad thing, 
but for a lot of people, my parents maybe. But I had a, a great time <laughs> during the lockdown. Yeah, like let just living my life in a different way, learning things that I didn't have the time to learn because of the, of, of the daily job. Ah. You know, and uh, playing a lot music. I wanted to ask you about the music, that. discovered a lot of things. And listening maybe to some podcasts. Listening to podcasts like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and thinking about the next record and uh, recording with people, with friends uh, uh, in different homes, different ah, cities, yeah. from different places. And that's, that's, you know, when it started in Italy, Uh, it was like um, a very, there was a very community uh, feeling like uh, we are in this together. Yeah. We're going to fight together. And uh, and even in a very cringy way, I think. But <laughs> except <laughs> because in Italy we have, we have this way of, uh, I don't know, the show feelings. Of yes. show feeling that is very, very, uh, I don't know. Very open. That. Open, yeah. People uh, on, from the window screaming, "Where is it That went viral. That was crazy. That's 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 what crazy and uh, a bit. I don't know if it's useful. I don't know. If it's yeah. funny. Yeah. And people singing from the window. Uh, it, it was good, I think. But uh, after three, four months, uh, the thing changed. And people started again to say bad things, uh, uh, like immigrants. Uh, They started screaming at each other at yeah. the window. Screaming at each other. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. Screaming. Shut up. We are not in this together. I'm this by myself. Okay. okay. And. I wanted, since this is all happening, and I like to find out a lot about uh, my guest's history and how you got into music and all, but before we even get into that, yeah, sure. I, I do want to know, since we're kind of on the subject of the virus, has that changed the way you write music or your perspective on the music that you're writing? I'm writing by myself in my home. So Is, is that I different than the way you would normally do it? Uh, I don't think so, because I'm always like... Um, writing stuff, uh, improvising stuff and recording on the cell phone uh, or just little sketches okay. and then take them again after one year, two years uh, um, and and just uh, group them uh, with uh, I don't know, maybe I want to do uh, an acoustic record so those songs uh, are together because they have this acoustic feeling okay. and maybe dark feeling or happy and happy are just Uh, I'm just taking the happy songs and throw them away <laughs> because they're not interesting to me. Happy not Except fun. when I'm writing them I, and then I listen to them again and say, it's too happy. I, I don't want to listen to this stuff. So I take just the dark and gloomy stuff. Um, <laughs> and I was, I was thinking about the, the next record. <clears throat> I'm going to make, I don't know when. Um, and it was like... Uh, Uh, even darker record than this one wow. and gloomy and more maybe political I don't know and then uh, the coronavirus uh, came with this uh, uh, we're in this together you know very positive feeling as yeah. I said before and I was like okay maybe this record is not good for this moment because people is getting better and it, you know 
even if there's uh, that's virus. But yeah. they're positive. They're, there's a sense of community. But then it changed again. So I, I'm, I remember thinking that that idea was good. So maybe that <laughs> record will work in the near future because we can we cannot know in Italy, even in the U.S. I think. It, How did you start getting into music in the first place? Uh, did you start playing music at a young age? Were you uh, singing a lot? Yeah, mm, yeah. There was this thing. I don't know. You, you're uh, you have three children, so yes. maybe you can tell me. Uh, there's this thing about parents that want their children to do what they didn't, what what they couldn't do. Yeah. Maybe because they cannot afford it. Maybe they're for um, I don't know. In terms of education, in terms of culture in terms of possibilities and my father was uh, into music he played guitar but he didn't have the chance to, to play guitar because his my grandfather was like uh, go to work yeah and, <laughs> yeah and so he was uh, like you have to have uh, um, a musical knowledge in okay. some way you have to you have to uh, you have to understand music you have to someone has to teach you so um i had five years of piano lessons oh, wow. because of, because it was like okay piano is the most complete instrument and you have to learn it right and i was uh, like nine years ago nine years old uh so it, i took five years of piano lessons and I hated it. I, I hear that from everybody. So much. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it was useful, but I understood that like 10 years after. Uh, <laughs> I took this five years of, uh, um, you know what solfeggio is? Solfeggio is when you, uh, I don't know if there's a word for an English word, but it was uh, when you, uh, you say notes in time like a b okay. c d e f g okay okay yeah that thing for five years oh wow it was like spoken solfeggio and sung solfeggio so you are playing and you're singing the notes that you're playing in real time while you're playing i yeah. know what you mean i don't know what it's called over here in english uh, but it, I don't know. Maybe it's solfeggio. Maybe it because is. Because it's some sort of thing about classical music and, you know, and it tends to be universal. Yes. Yeah. And, and it was five years like that and it was not fun. I can imagine. You can say that. You can say that. Kind of after like five minutes, it'd get boring. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was like that. And after five years, I was like, uh, okay, uh, i have to go to high school so I'll, i'll be so busy with studying uh, i cannot do this anymore yeah. <laughs> and of course it was a lie because i was getting bored and piano is not a rock and roll i'm, I'm sorry for all the <laughs> rock and roll i'm sorry for jerry lewis yeah. but it's not that rock and roll when you have 12 years uh, when you're 12 and, yeah exactly and so so it's uh, It was like, okay, I'm going to quit this lessons. But it, it was useful because I've, I've learned to play guitar and a bit of drums and a bit of bass all by myself. And I, I've done everything by myself. And I've recorded uh, my first record and my first demo with my previous band by myself. I was playing all the instruments. Oh, okay, so yeah. it, was, it was useful for me because I took... After two years of uh, nothing, I took 
the acoustic guitar. I don't know why, and I started playing with yeah, a little uh, more rock and roll than with, piano. Uh, with, with yeah, yeah, it was way more rock and roll than <laughs> piano. In fact, I was listening to Queen because they are they were the only band with rock and roll band with piano. Ah, okay. Uh, so I was into Queen and listened to them a lot when I was in middle school, but. I was frustrated because I was more into the, the, the rhythm section of Queen than Freddie Mercury. Uh, see, that's so it. Freddie Mercury, okay, okay, he, okay. he's good, he has great voice, he has great performance, but the drummer and the bass player were my favorite. Yeah, I can see, I can totally understand that because if, to me, I, I, I get it, I understand this is going to be a, a very unpopular opinion. I understand and recognize the talent of Freddie Mercury, I just don't like him. <laughs> to me, Bohemian, oh, I like it. I like Bohemian it. Rhapsody to me is the worst song I've ever heard. I, no, I absolutely I love hate it. that song. I love it. It's no. it, to me, it, it's too much. It, it's I can't. <laughs> I, it's too over the top. It's too. You much. can't relate to that. I can't. I, I mean, yeah. I, but, I understand how technically how amazing the song is. I just don't yeah. like it. I just <laughs> do not like it. Uh, I really like it. Now, I, now I, I like I like those songs, but. It's just uh, I'm I'm more of a we will rock you type of guy. Okay. When you get the riff. You're more into Brian May than Freddie Mercury. Exactly, so. exactly. Because yeah. we will rock you was was written by Brian May. Yeah, and that that riff and and the, the the power of the foot stomp percussion. Yeah, that, that I get the overblown theatrics of Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> that's not what I'm into at all. It's a bit too much. It is. It's too much for it's, me. It is a bit too okay. much. Just just yeah. over the line. So when did you start writing your own music? I, I was in high school when I started playing guitar. Okay. And I uh, started learning, uh, listening to most of uh, was Oasis. Oh, I was yes. into Britpop a lot. I love Britpop. Uh, because here in Europe, it was huge. Yes, and yeah, they really... became my favorite band because they, they were so easy. Yeah. To play, if you want yeah. to learn guitar, you That's have true. to learn listening to Oasis, just basic chords with no effort at all. Yeah. Just uh, distortion and sunglasses. <laughs> uh, looks look straight. Hold your hand behind your back. A, G, C, but no <laughs> barre chords, no at all. <laughs> just cap, capo on different frets <laughs> and just the same chords <laughs> on different that's true um, oh my that, god that's 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 the that's the secret that's um, awesome but, but that but i learned a lot about pop music pop, pop melodies mm -hmm. listening to to them and uh, and my parents uh, my parents uh, bought me my first electric guitar uh, when i was 17 and that changed my mind because uh. because of the distortion because there was no acoustic i was like i had a classic guitar that's way Worse than that. Oh wow! So yeah. I throw that away and take the the Epiphone uh, electric guitar, <laughs> one hundred euros, and um, and I started listening to uh, Radiohead, uh, Oasis, Verve. Oh, I love Verve. Verve were one of my favorite bands. Verve is and Verve. Verve is in my top three bands of all time. Yeah, I absolutely they are, love that band. They are amazing. Yeah. And I was listening to just Urban Ames. I found uh, the first two records. A Storm in Heaven was amazing. For uh, four years, I think, because there was no internet. 
There was yeah. no nothing. So yeah. It was just me and my electric guitar, uh, three, four hours a day in my bedroom, learning just four chords that Noel Gallagher yeah. knew. And <laughs> nothing else. And I started my first band uh, that was shit. <laughs> the name of the band that. was shit? Can I say that? No, the name was River. Oh, okay. And uh, we, we learned how to play uh, our instruments together because no one will, no one knew how to play. Uh, I was in the band just like that. And drums and bass and singing and the singer yep. was terrible. Yes. And he was my singer. <laughs> Even in the band after that, and he learned during these years. It was like, like William Gallagher. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then he changed into, uh, he took lessons and it was good. And then we changed uh, into another band. Now, was, was and, he singing in English or in Italian? Like, uh, we we were singing uh, Oasis songs, okay. Oh, of course, in English, but our original in Italian. So it, do, it didn't I make would, sense at all. I would and love to hear some. I, I would love to hear somebody doing William Gallagher no, 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 in it's, Italian. It's it's shitty. And uh, <laughs> we were we were listening to just Oasis and playing just Oasis and our original in Italian and. Uh, and they were just cheesy love songs with the heavy distortion yes. of basic chords. And it was shit. And it took like four years to realize that. Yeah. But we learned how to play. So it, it shifted from, uh, from this uh, pop, great uh, pop, to more hard rock, uh, to other influences because I started to listen to record. And once uh, I uh, found out, I think it was 2002, 2003, I listened to Songs for the Deaf. Oh, yeah. Uh, by Queens of the Stone And I said, okay, I quit. Yeah. Because, <laughs> okay, I quit. Uh, this this band is shit. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do anymore. I want to change because I found I found out new sounds, more psychedelic. I was listening to psychedelic music, very hard psychedelic music. Like uh, yeah. um, I don't remember. Well, first of all, Pink Floyd, of course. Yeah. But very heavy psychedelic, like uh, Caius. Oh, uh, Caius! Or, I love Caius. Um, Comets on Fire. Oh, you, cool. you know, comments. No, I fire. don't. I have to look at them. They, are, they, don't, they don't exist anymore, but they are. They were a great psychedelic rock band like MC5 uh, with Hawkwind in the world. Heavy psychedelic stuff like effects on vocals, drums, guitars, bass. Everything is affected. Oh, with, that's awesome. With this echo, it's, it's great. They've done three, four records. I'm going to write that down. And Comet Some Fire and Six Organs of Admittance are two bands I... that are connected. Uh, we split the band because uh, we were just shit, and pure shit. And um, I started to get in sick with guitar. Because I was doing all this, all the same stuff. Uh, I was not learning uh, something new. Oh, yeah. So we meet with my previous singer, the bad one that turns into good one. Yes. We we started a new band, and uh, we have him as a as a singer and, and guitar player, but he was not able to play guitar, and I was not able to play drums, but I, I was a drummer, and we call ourselves Anubi. 
Okay. That's that's the band. That, that's my previous band. Okay. That started as a two as a duo okay. with guitar and drums because I was into Black Keys and I was into White Stripes. Yeah. And I was into I don't know other bands like that because that was cool at the Power time. Power duos. First. Yeah, the first uh, 2000s were into all this stuff with yeah. drums and guitar and uh, everything else. Standstills, a bunch of other and, really cool bands. Uh, uh, I don't remember other bands, but uh, we started like that. And uh, and we, of course, we were shit. <laughs> of course, because uh, I, I sense I, a theme here. Drummer, because, I'm not, <laughs> because I'm not the drummer, but I was listening to a lot of music I've, I've never I've never taken lessons the drum lessons so I was just listening and 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 playing all over over records I didn't have a drum set to so I was just banging oh, okay. stuff yeah. in the house and <laughs> and, uh, and we did uh, a record uh, an EP Garage lo-fi stuff, and then uh, we hired hired yeah. a friend of ours. <laughs> the air quotes are great. As a, as a bass player, and he was a guitar player. So we were two good guitar players play, playing bass and drums, and the bad guitar player playing guitar. <laughs> and, and that was punk to me because yeah. I was like, okay, I don't, I don't want to do something that I know how to. I want to do something that I don't know how to. And we started doing that, and I was really was into uh, Flaming Lips. Oh yeah, and uh, Steven Drozd. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that is my hero. He is one of my heroes, and uh, he was the drummer. But in the record, in Flaming Lips record, he plays everything. Yeah, he does uh, guitar and uh, synths, the piano, and uh, and backing vocals, the amazing backing vocals. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I want to be like that. Well, I want to be like that. Right. I want to be him. And without the heroin. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> that's not... Yeah, take the good things. Not yeah. Bad. Yeah. It's okay. You know, learn. Learn from his mistakes. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, I want to be Stephen Drostow. I, I will not play guitar. I won't. If you're not able, you just do that bad. But you do your you do it. I don't yeah. want. Yeah. And, but after another year, we made a record. Uh, our, my first record, a full-length record, uh, was ironically uh, called Epic Fail. <laughs> and, uh, That's and a great title. We, we, were, we, were, <laughs> we were a very ironic band. You know? <laughs> we were not, not taking us seriously because we, we were not serious. I'm not that serious. Even if my, my, my solo stuff is very serious. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not taking myself seriously because I, I don't know. Maybe it's because we are Italian and we don't have that thing. Right. <laughs> and we are, we are just joking about everything. And uh, so we were joking about our 
our band. Okay. Our band is called Anubi, and this is uh, this is the name of this god from uh, uh, the, the god of death right. from uh, Egypt. The Egyptians. And, yeah. yeah, and uh, and and this is our record, and it's called Epic Fate. <laughs> and it was good record, uh, powered pop stuff. Uh, a bit of psychedelic here and there, a very pop, uh, but not so well recorded, but not that bad. It's not too bad. The stuff on Bandcamp, I've heard, it's, that's not bad, man. And, and, uh, and then we made the uh, EP that I think I sent you. The yes. Perdition is My Queen. That was the, the first time when we did something and we were proud, actually proud of it because of okay. the sound, because of the songs, because of, it was four songs EP. Yes. And it was the first thing that people started to notice because oh, that's not that's not bad. Well, I'll uh, tell you, I like yeah, Indian so. song a lot. Indian, Indian song is my favorite. That's mine my too. Favorite. That's my favorite. And uh, Anna was in that song. I was playing drums and guitars and piano and vocals and like ninety percent of the stuff in that song. That's why it's good, me. Man. That's why I like it. The best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> and and, uh, and that, that that EP was the kind of a thing because we started to um, to play a lot of gigs around uh, Italy, uh, not that much as we wanted, but it's always hard when you're independent because we were independent. We we didn't have a label. I still don't have a label. I got my own label, right. so never never had a label. And uh, we were booking. We were the press office. I was the press office. I was the booking agent. I was the <laughs> producer. I was everything. And uh, but at the time, Anubi was uh, was playing uh, a lot. And uh, we found out that there was the, this is fun. Uh, there was a band uh, from Moldavia. Okay. Uh, called Anubi that played black metal, and uh, we were threatened. Let's <laughs> say threatened by a couple of their fans. Oh, jeez! Uh, because of the name. Not even the band themselves. Just fans. No, no, no. Because the because the guy from the band was dead. Oh, was dead. Oh, so okay. It was already dead. It was dead and gone. <laughs> but but the fans were. Oh, you you are. Uh, you uh, you have to be ashamed of yourself because you're using the name from the almighty uh, Anubi. And oh my God. I don't remember the name of the guy. And and we were looking for this uh, this video of this guy in the snow with a heavy painting on the, his face, oh, the makeup. Uh, singing like oh, the cookie like monster that. vocals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and it was fun, but it was it was, it was a funny thing because we got threatened by by Moldavian people through it's okay through the first uh, internet. Is that something? To, is, a, is a Moldavian threat something to be actually scared of? I, I don't know anything about Moldavia. Is it? It's a place. It's a it's a country. But is it, I mean, it's not like some like a Sicilian. When I, when I get threatened by somebody who's Sicilian, I'm scared because I think they're, they're going <laughs> to no. do it. <laughs> but Moldavia, I don't know. You, you have watched the the, the Godfather. Yeah, <laughs> they're not that. They're not. 
threatening that much. <laughs> Watching too many mob movies, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, okay. That's, that, that's a bit of a... <laughs> a little bit of an overstatement, a little exaggeration there? Yeah, a little bit of a... I don't want to throw a blanket... Italian people. I don't want to throw a blanket over all of, all, all of Sicily, so I, I, I'll retract that. No, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, and so... <laughs> So uh, the, I'm I'm the, I'm in the opposite of yeah. the country. I'm in the in the north, yeah. the high north, when the coronavirus, is, yeah. and then they are in the <laughs> low south, yeah, where there's nothing going on. So you don't have to be worried. You don't have to be scared of Sicilians. Uh, See, no. I I grew up in New Jersey. We had a lot of Sicilians there, so they they scared me. They scared you. Well, yeah, I was watching a lot of Godfather and, and stuff at that. Point, yeah, I so think that. I think that's the, in my that's head. Your fault. <laughs> that's all, that's all my fault. fault. <laughs> not, not their fault. I think. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Are you? Are you? So at this point, we are we are threatened by Moldavian people, yeah. and we are wearing and we are wearing uh, Italian army suits. Uh, for uh, we, we played like uh, the army. Uh, I don't know if it's legal to buy uh, the actual uh, I don't know uniforms. How call them. Uniforms, yeah, I'm sorry, not suits. Suits is another thing. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> Italians are known for their style, so yeah, it could be suits. I think they, are, they have Armani uniforms <laughs> in, the, in our army. So we were buying uniforms on the internet. I don't know if it was legal, but we were playing... Uh, dressed as, uh, as as the army, as the Italian army. Um, so people were, uh, and we were very ironic, as I said, but people took us seriously, very seriously when we came in the, in the venue because we were dressed like, oh, wow. like okay. military people. And we're like, okay, we're a newbie. Just stop, everything stop. <laughs> and, and, we, and, we, and they were scared. Oh my god! But then we we started playing and uh, that was fun. And it took like two two years uh, to make uh, uh, create a name around the band. Okay. You know, well, okay, and we we know them. Uh, we know them. We they are dressed funny. They're and the army. They are silly. They are the army. They were newbies army. Yes. We were. <laughs> that would have been awesome that way and um, and then we, we 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 quit the band because we were sick it was very democratic band mm-hmm. and so we were four guys I was playing guitar and taking a, dr- a serious drummer you know I, we, we switched uh, in the natural way all the all the, the roles okay and but it was very uh, democratic, so the songs were written by the four of us at the same time as a jam, okay. and so we we had to be satisfied with the songs uh, all together. And that's and really hard had, when you have an even number of yeah. people in the band. Yeah, we we were four guys at the, at the in the last two years of the band. We were yeah. four guys, and we were all the leaders. Yeah, we were all four leaders. There was no, okay, I'm taking decisions, then you have to do that. No, right. there was not. It was a fight all the time. And it was fun because it was, uh, you know, you, you, you create a lot of uh, things uh, from uh, different ideas. Yeah, yeah. But it was stressing. It was stressing. We, we started to hate each other. 
like 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 really hating each other <laughs> yeah really fighting and then and then uh, it came uh, a bit of alcohol so a bit uh, of drinking yeah. yeah and and it, it and the last gig the last two gigs where the the the, the, um, the one before the last uh, the singer came into the concert already drunk oh and uh, and the songs like we had like a song that was like four minutes and it became 10 minutes oh. because he was <laughs> drunk and uh, at, the, at the last moment uh, he, he was he was, he was like sitting on the stage just looking straight no moving Wow. in silence and we were just going on playing <laughs> looking at him like doing do something any day now something and he was like okay no 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 and he was like like uh, banging the drum <laughs> and oh, it was crazy and the bass player just play out of tune on, oh. on purpose so oh, it was, it was uh, yeah it was like, okay we want to destroy this band okay i'm okay yes we'll destroy it <laughs> And wow. the, the singer just went away from the concert at the at the uh, very last song we were playing. He just left the stage and go and take the, his motorcycle, and and we didn't see him for a day. Oh wow! He was drunk. He just disappeared. So it was like, okay, wow. I think we are quitting the band. Jeez! I think it, it is not working. I don't know. Yeah, that's rock and roll. But when you want to do something serious, it it, it pisses you off. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Because because I was I was writing my stuff, my solo stuff. At the same time, I was starting to okay, these songs are not bad. I'm gonna take them and use them for myself because I want to hear my voice singing. Yeah, and I was just a, I was just a guitar player. I was so shy about singing that. You cannot. I was just doing backing vocals from um, uh, a meter from from the microphone. Right, right. And, uh, like that. And, <laughs> and the last the last gig after this, we had uh, another gig, another concert, and there was a storm right before we we were supposed to start playing. The the worst storm I've ever seen, and we didn't play. So that was. That was a sign from oh. the universe yeah. that you have to quit. You have to you have to finish this stuff. Wow! You have to finish and split the band and everyone go home. Do your own thing. Nothing else. Do your own thing. And yeah. So the the last one was was interesting because we actually didn't play. Wow! And, and that's that, that's the last moment when I when I start thinking. Uh, I got to do uh, something by myself. I got right. to do something serious, not less rock and roll because I like rock and roll, but more uh, uh, to be more concentrated, to to more focused okay. on on art, on an art form, less show, less rock and roll, uh, yeah. less less stuff. Bohemian and Rhapsody, because, uh, more we will rock yeah. you. <laughs> Yeah, it was. A, I don't know. I think it was <laughs> less Queen, <laughs> less ACDC, and more Elliot Smith. Okay, me. it was like more like there we go. Okay, 
And, and Ilya Smith was in a band called Eat Miser. Yes. And he quit the band because they were too loud and he was scared about being this loud and he wants to do more soft, uh, softer stuff. Yeah. And, and, I, and I started to think, okay, you can do that. I can do that. Yeah. I can be more uh, humble, not just uh, more less cocky, more right. humble. More, more introverted and, and less... Yeah, less extroverted, a, I don't know. Less dumbass. Yeah. Less, <laughs> less dumbass. Know, yeah. Less, yeah. That's a good um, I like that way better. That's that's uh, that's a good point. Yeah. And 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 then and then I had uh, this period with uh, with um with an OB where I have uh, a bit of anxiety. Okay. Like a bit of performance anxiety. <laughs> there we go. Pun intended. <laughs> uh, and, but it was it was difficult for me to to join that idea of having having fun all the time, uh, being a badass all the time, and uh, I was sick of it. And it was maybe it's not my my personality. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. Not a hundred percent of the time. Right. I have to sometimes just slow down, and I started to make my first uh, record. That is, I'll see you in the trees. That yes. came out like uh, a month or two or three months ago. Uh, two or three months after the last movie record. Okay. That was the shittiest thing I've ever done, I think. <laughs> because we, we were like, okay, everyone is doing, we were going to do the White Album. Uh, so it's yeah. double record oh, of wow. 40 songs and everyone is doing his songs in, in his home and then we're going to release that uh, all together as a two hours thing that no one will listen to <laughs> and and there were like six or seven songs that were very good that was that were the song that we did together yeah and then the single solo stuff by everyone of us each one of us and uh, they were shit. And so, <laughs> so the record is not that good. It's uh, 20, 30% good. Oh, wow. It's not the White Album. No. So <laughs> after three months, I released my, my first solo record, I'll See You in the Trees, that I did by myself. Yes. Uh, 90%. Every, every instrument except for drums. They were played by my drummer of a movie that is still as my drummer. All right, so I've got a question about this. You you do everything on it, and you play a bunch of insane stuff here. You you, you play. Uh, let me see. Eleven strings. I wanted to ask you about that. What in the hell is have, an eleven string? Did one string break on your twelve string or something? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. That's that's very simple. Yes. <laughs> that's not that. That's not. Mystery. <laughs> I didn't know if it was it's like a, some some like uh, old Italian traditional Italian instrument or something. I did. I, 
I wasn't sure. I was like, no, no, I was too lazy to put the new string to my 12 uh, acoustic guitar. I love it when an artist admits that. It's I'm just too lazy to do it, man. Yeah, I was too lazy. <laughs> yeah, and I did I did all the record on Garage Band with just one microphone. Wow. Uh, at SM57, that is oh. the standard. Uh, and I used that for um, every instrument, vocals, guitar, wow. bass, drums. Uh, I don't know if it was the snare or the bass drum, but it's a good microphone. Yeah. And I used that. Uh, but I think it was a... It, it wasn't a SM57, it was a, a copy. Okay. It was a 30, 30 euros copy so, uh, of SM57, but it worked well for me. You also, I wasn't really into lo-fi music. Well, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Folk uh, stuff. Black it keys. was a big, a big change for me so, so from you, that thing to this. You play... Um, in addition to an, uh, the traditional Italian 11-string guitar, you yeah. also play a glockenspiel and a theremin. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it wasn't a, a, an actual theremin. It was a, a synth theremin. Okay. So it was, uh, it was more of a chaos pad. Okay, because that's going to say... It has the sound of the theremin, but it's not, a, it's not an actual theremin. I, 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 I have to erase that. <laughs> I have to delete that part. Because that's a recurring theme for me lately. Like every, I've had like four or five people who have done work with theremins at this point. So, so theremins are awesome. That, that theremin, I've had like yeah, the theremin does that's fake theremin. Well, we don't have to tell yeah, anybody. Sorry, you don't have to tell anybody. Yeah, no. It will eventually be it's real. A, it's our secret. It'll be eventually. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody listens to this anyway. So no. Okay, so you've done all. You did all the instruments uh, yourself, and it, yeah, and you release it as Gary Pitcairn. I don't know if I'm pronouncing yeah. Pitcairn. I don't. That's yeah, I don't on, know how to pronounce it too. I don't know because uh, I'm Italian, so um, my accent is yeah. just changing every word. Yeah. Can, so, you, you can you can see that. So how did you come but, up with Gary Pitcairn? Tell well, me a little bit. Gary about is is my is my nickname. No, everyone calls me Gary since I was six, okay. and uh, I did I, I didn't know because of a of um of a teacher that uh, spelled my that wrote my name. In the wrong way on the on the blackboard, uh, just uh, and the kids were ah, oh, you're Gary, Gary, okay, okay, hey, okay. It could be a lot worse, man. And, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. and I found out that Gary is an actual name uh, in uh, in the U.S. I think. Oh yeah, in, in English. Uh, watching to uh, yeah, it's a strong name. Coen Brothers, but, but the Coen Brothers. Uh, was uh, Arizona raising Arizona? Gone. Yeah, yeah. And Love when that there movie. are these this babies like Barry, Larry, Gary, uh, Jerry, and Gary, yes. and I was like, okay, oh, so Gary's name. Okay, I, I can use that. Raising Arizona is uh, one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I love Fun Brothers. Oh, they're great. <laughs> and and so Gary was like, it was uh, it was already my my. Yeah, at the time, my name, my my real name is Gabriel. Okay, it's Gabriel uh, with an E at the end. Okay, um, and uh, Pitcairn is an island in the in the middle of nowhere in the ocean, and uh, it's one of the far farest, most far 
and yeah, it's it's very isolated. Yeah, it's isolated. You cannot go there by um, helicopter. You cannot go there by plane. Uh, maybe by boat. I yeah. think there are forty people. And it's the most isolated place on earth. One of the most isolated places on earth. Yeah. And I found out that it's a terrible place because people there is just fucking each other all the day. Oh, so yeah. it's not a good place yeah. to go. Very inbred. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not good. It's not that good. No, I, mean, I won't go there. Yeah, they, that's where but, everybody but, um, the mutineers from the bounty ended up, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and it, it all started from them. Right, yeah. and and the, they are the 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 the, the, the sons of the sons of the sons of the sons of those people. Yeah, just just fucking each other. Yeah, and <laughs> all day long. <laughs> it, it it seems good, but it's not. I don't even it, know if it's not good. good. <laughs> I, you can't even really say in theory that's but, great. Yeah, no, it's not, <laughs> it's not, not that much. Um, but I took the the brand. I say that I took the name because of my will to be isolated. Okay, so uh, it was a metaphor, uh, not for fucking each other, but for being isolated. <laughs> not because you um, want to have sex with your family. It's just because you want no, to be alone. Not at all. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, good. We're glad we cleared that. And, up. and after after six years in a band, in that band with four leaders, I wanted to be the leader of myself and just yeah. be my be by myself. So that was a be your own before. island. Just leave me alone. Yeah, be my own island and leave me alone doing my stuff without thinking about people that will under, will listen to the songs and will like them or yeah. not. Or maybe the vocals is too high or too low. Uh, they 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 were all always too low them because oh, yeah. um, if you because people have to understand lyrics uh, and who cares? Yeah, we are singing in English in a in a in a country where no one knows English. So, so let's get into that for a second. Who cares? Why why, why? did you guys yeah, choose why? to just sing in English and not Italian? Because um, my Italian lyrics are terrible, oh. are awful. Really? And I, I've done, I, I, of course, I'm speaking Italian every day because I live here, right. of course. But uh, um, I don't listen to Italian music. I listen to Italian music in English language. Yeah, there is there's song okay. in English language because there, there is a scene uh, of bands that are singing in English. Wow. Uh, and it's, but but for for the Italian people that's strange. I don't know how it can be strange because who cares? You are listening to Coldplay, and they're in English. Yeah, and they're they're okay. But if you listen to me and I'm in English, it's not okay. See, that's the uh, thing. I've for uh, me, I don't, I don't get it. For me, I, I exactly. I don't. Some of my favorite stuff is not sung in English, like hmm. like Cigarose. I don't even. I think they made up half their their lyrics. I, th- I don't think they think they're actually words. But no, Sigurros is sounds. Yeah, Sigurros yeah. is incredible. So I, yeah. I th- that singing in another language, I, I I think it's fantastic. Yeah, you know, but if you take another other countries in Europe, like like uh, uh, they are from uh, Sigurros is from like uh, uh, Sigurros. Um, 
It's Iceland? some Norway. Yeah, Iceland. Yeah, and uh, or uh, Belgium. There are a lot of bands uh, in Belgium that are singing in English. One of my favorite bands from Belgium is Deus. I don't know if you know. You mentioned them. it. I yeah. haven't had a chance to listen yet, but Deus are amazing. And they are in English, but they are from Belgium, and okay. they have a song in French, and they speak it. Uh, when you talk uh, with them, they are speaking French and German and Italian wow. and English. They know all this stuff because they are a country in the middle of Europe. Yeah. So they have all these influences. And we, as, it, uh, as Italy, we are a peninsula, so we're not an island. We are... We, we are we have water all around us. Right. So we have this problem about, about uh, you know, boundaries. And uh, we want to keep our stuff for us. We don't want influences from outside. And so we're not that connected to Europe as, okay. as, I, as I wished right. we, we were. But um, okay. so that's, that's the main thing because we, uh, as Italian people, we don't listen to... Uh, English music made by Italians, but just English music made by by other <laughs> countries. Any other Even country? Even if you're no Norwe Norwegian, <laughs> yeah. that's good. But Italian, and no. Any other country singing English is fine. Italian, nope. Yeah, not in yeah. Italian. No, okay. no, no. Why, why, why don't you sing in, in Italian? I want to understand your your, your lyrics. Just learn English. That's yeah. my answer. Just do it. Just learn English. It's not just that hard. Just do it. Just learn English. You go to school. You have <laughs> six years, six years old. You're six years old, and you're taking English lessons. So use them. Use those lessons. I'll tell you what. It's, uh, it's funny. Yeah. I, I took Spanish for about for six years, and mm -hmm. I don't know a whole lot but it's it's amazing how when i hear people speaking spanish i can pick up things bits and pieces i can't really speak it anymore but i can pick it up and it, I'm, it, so I, i i see your point in that well let me say a thing yeah. if you're italian and you're singing in spanish that's okay for italian people really oh interesting that, that's that's no problem yeah That's no problem. But if you're singing in English, you, you're, oh, you're, you're a famous guy like uh, big producers like the Crookers that are great producers, dance producers yeah. from Italy. And that's okay. But if you're uh, indie rock, no. Wow. Rock, no. Pop, no. Interesting. But if you are singing Spanish, reggaeton in Spanish, But you are Italian. That's okay. That's that's wow. the number one in the charts. Oh wow! That's, that's that that that's that's insane. But who cares? Because I'm not doing. But you're song. you're going so against I'm all that. In the rock, exactly. no, it's just. But but the, the the language thing is is that I'm I don't listen to Italian music. I like a lot of Italian music, but I'm not that into this thing uh, i listen to a lot of english american and uh, european and british music how big so is the scene language, for indie stuff uh, in italy uh, okay uh, there's a thing if you if you come to italy and you and you say um i want to see uh, an indie uh, indie band mm -hmm. a big indie band You you will listen to uh, shitty pop bands <laughs> because indie the word indie in Italy has changed as as uh, as this 
uh, it's meaning. It's so, meaning. You so know, it's kind of like... Uh, when I think about indie, I think about Fugazi. I think about Minuteman. I think about Black Flag or R.E.M. Or even Radiohead are indie to me. You like but, the literal but, but indie vibe. Indie, yeah, indie here is not the real indie. It's like, uh, it's like pop from uh, the charts. Okay. Uh, you know, it's, so uh, the real indie still exists, but it's more underground than what the underground was 10 okay. or 12 years ago. I, you know, so uh, it, 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 the meaning shifted because the, the labels are, are uh, independent, yeah. okay, but they are doing pop music for the charts. Okay. So the, their, uh, the idea is, okay, we are indie because we don't have that much money or we're doing all by ourselves without the major labels. But at the end of the, of the journey, you have become a major, a major label yeah. doing things for the chart. So that's not that great difference from you, you know, the, and the major label. The U.S., we... we experienced that in the 90s and it was when alter when the term alternative music started to, to take a get a foothold in the charts uh you know alternative music at the time was fugazi husker du uh, yeah. replacements you know bands like that stuff that you know you would maybe get played on college radio it it was yeah. then and we don't have college radio oh, oh we don't see, have that, college that, radio see and and that's then all of a sudden, bands that were signed to like Geffen and A and M started like, you know, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Soundgarden. Nirvana, you know, was considered alternative when they were on Sub Pop, but they were still considered alternative when they had the best-selling album for you know like fifty-eight weeks or something like that. And and they weren't alternative. You know, they were what was on the radio. And then suddenly, record stores had an alternative section. And then yeah. the, the word alternative is completely corrupted at that point because it's it's a major label being sold in mainstream record stores. That's not alternative. So yeah, but, we, but, we would they, but they had an alternative mind because because if you are uh, if you are a major label artist, you don't release in utero. Right. You, well, you, you in don't the 90s, release though. pesticide. But see, you don't release. Uh, no code or vitology. It's, oh, I but, hated vitology. I got a, another another I unpopular opinion. I love no, Pearl's first two albums. The 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 mind. Uh, it's it's a thing about the mind. Mm -hmm. If you are an independent mindset, an alternative mindset, you can go on a major label and release uh, in utero or uh, or release a very strong record that is not made for uh, for your audience is not made for the charts it's not made it's just made for yourself yeah like radiohead like radiohead uh, they have a big budget and they have uh, they are independent right even if they uh, now now i think they have their own label but if they were on uh, guessing they they would do just experimental music because they are experimental they have the, their mind is experimental yeah and and the fact here is that uh, you are independent but you're doing things uh, to just be liked be liked right that's, that's, that's the, the main charts. purpose of this music for the charts for the audience because your audience is expecting something from you that's, okay that's that a good is point this and you're going to do the, uh, the same thing 
you, forever. You, yeah. Okay, that's a good point. So, so a band and, like Radiohead. That's, that's bad. That's not indie for me. That's not independent. Right. That's not alternative. That's nothing. That's that's uh, uh, pop music. And you can do that, but don't call yourself indie, please. That's a good that's point. My, so, okay, that's my so, point. So, so the new album. Or, or, yeah, okay. the new album is called The Gospel. Yeah, so before, as you were working on this album, it took you, what, you said four years to write and yeah. record this album? Four years because I had, uh, I found a job, thank God. Oh, that's good. I don't have some job, so it's difficult when you don't have a label and you want to release a record that uh, that has to be the same level of what you're listening to, mm-hmm. and that's the thing when you are independent and you're small and doing things in your in your house, in your studio, uh, without the producer, and you are the producer, yeah, and you are the engineer. Actually, my bass player is the engineer, but. Uh, you want to do a record that can stay between your your uh, your favorite bands, your favorite record. Mm-hmm. You are trying to do that, yeah. and that's why I work with Alan Johannes. But we'll go. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely, uh, so, I definitely want to find but, out about that. But, but um, it took me four years because uh, it was a, a very strong moment of my life. I was I found job. I had less time. Uh, ever yeah. and uh, it took me a lot to write uh, range I, I I made a band I made up a band okay. so uh, it's always me you know it's always a solo a single songwriter thing yeah. uh, Gary Pete Ken but we are calling ourselves the Gary Pete Ken Orchestra but we are five people okay. uh, we're the Gary Pete Ken Orchestra <laughs> and um, and we have, uh, and, and we did the, the record as, uh, as a band with a drummer, a bass player, and a piano, keyboard, synth player, and me as the, all the other stuff. As the conductor, um, yeah, I, I was, I was <laughs> actually, I was a conductor because when I write songs, I have in my mind um, most of the instruments okay. and the arrangement. So I found myself in the, in the studio looking at the drummer and making like gestures well, like a conductor yes. <laughs> because I, I know what he has to play like uh, the hi-hat or the ride or trash at the single moment so I have to conduct him Okay. and uh, as an Italian you can see uh, because you, you can see me right now yeah. and doing, I'm doing I'm making a lot of gestures a lot of so, yes I'm yeah. Irish and I do that a lot so maybe I got a little Italian in me somewhere yeah <laughs> and, and, and it was it was very uh, it's natural for me to think about songs while, while I'm writing them to think about the arrangement and the, the instruments and uh, I want to and with this record it took me a lot because I had uh, great arrangements in my mind like uh, instruments that I, don't, that I actually don't have like saxophone okay. and there are four songs uh, four or five songs in the record with the saxophone yes. I don't play saxophone and we hired the saxophone player that is a friend of a friend for four hours. Uh, one afternoon in Turin, we recorded that. He improvised everything. Oh, wow. That go away. I've never seen him after that. <laughs> I was like, okay, this, this song is uh, D, G, E, sharp, uh, whatever, the chords. And was like, okay, okay, no problem. This is standard jazz. Hey, I was like, okay, yeah. is it? Okay. Yeah. Can you do sure. some John Coltrane stuff? Yeah, sure. Okay. 
Uh, that's <laughs> like awesome. He did this amazing, amazing uh, solo that is a um, song called uh, uh, The One and Only JHC. Yes. Jesus H. Christ. Amazing solo that reminded me of Pink Floyd, uh, like Shine on Your Crazy Diamond, that, that thing. And I was like, okay, that's great, that's amazing. And I never thought I had uh, a saxophone in my in my album yeah. because I'm, I I don't know <laughs> anyone who plays saxophone. But and and I wanted uh, a gospel choir, and and my and my piano player actually sing. I don't know if he sings anymore, but. Uh, sings in a gospel choir. Wow. So it was like, okay, I have my friends. Okay. Uh, with zero euros, uh, I had a gospel choir. Like That's eight awesome. people, eight people. But we, we, and we recorded that gospel choir in a school uh, near the, our studio. And we had a gospel choir and the last, uh, last song of the record. Returning, yes, and uh, and that's why it took so long because I wanted so much different things um, uh, for this record, and I was like, okay, I don't have a, a producer, I don't have a budget, I don't have anything, but I want to do it seriously. So if it took me more than one year or two years, that's no problem because I want to do something that is serious. Yeah, um, yeah. and even if I don't have money, I can do that. And that's my idea. If you, even if you don't know how to do that, you can do that. You, you figure out a way to do it. Wrong. Yeah. Your way, it's your way, but you're doing that. And uh, a lot of, lots of friends uh, are saying, oh, how can you do that? How can you uh, have uh, this choir? How can you have this arrangement? Yeah. And I'm just saying, I don't know. I, I, I see it in my end. Where there's a will, and there's a way. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. It looks like a, a mantra or I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's exactly. Some, something like spiritual thing. And this record is a, a very spiritual record for me. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm being raised in uh, Catholic, Catholic schools, mm -hmm. but my parents are not that Catholic, like standard flat Catholics. Okay. And, uh, but I, I've been in a nun's school for, uh, all my life yeah and uh, but i'm not catholic at all but i know all the stuff about catholicism mm -hmm. and uh, the stories and um and the, the record is called the gospel right but it's not it's not a preaching record it's uh, it's not a christian rock or record at all. right right yeah. and uh, and but i'm using that images to tell other stories mm -hmm. like metaphors it's like uh, because uh, one of my favorite bands is Depeche Mode. Okay. And if you listen to Depeche Mode and uh, Martin Elgore way of writing songs, he, he's always using um, uh, Christian images. 
Okay. To tell something else. To 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 tell something about maybe his his own uh, state of mind, his own life, his own I know what what's happening to him, right. and uh, maybe his idea of the world. But he's not Catholic. And it's not preaching, but it's telling stories like Nick Cave, like Mark Lanigan, mm-hmm. like uh, Michael Girard. They're, they're all using this kind of images, but they're not just telling what it is like. Uh, here was Jesus and he's doing yeah. this and that and going yeah. there and that. But he, he's, it, it's a metaphor to represent some state of mind. Some, yeah. And that that's what happened with my with my record. That is a kind of a concept record, I think. And it, it's about uh, some sense of loss that I had in this year. Um, okay. Some sense of uh, abandon in a way. I don't know how to uh, uh, how to manage my life and make choices or not. And uh, and I was really into other concept record like Murder Ballads by Nick Cave uh-huh. and okay, yeah. some songs are inspired by that and uh, and the idea of the gospel it's not the actual gospel like, right. but it's kind of my own gospel you know okay. using those images to 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 tell about stories to tell your story else. yeah stories different stories like uh, all the songs that have different characters and there are Two or three that are about myself, and all the other stories that are about fiction characters. Okay. Like, uh, Devil is about fiction character, or uh, uh, the one and only is uh, actually inspired by a book called Flatlands. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you know that. I'm it's not familiar with that. Amazing, uh, and it's an amazing book by a priest called uh, Abbot. I don't remember the name. His, his name is Abbot. And about this uh, this world where this flat world, this two dimensional world, world, and the main character is a square is moving this way oh, on wow. two dimensions, and he real he he uh, actually joins uh, uh, a sphere that is three dimensional, oh, and wow. uh, this sphere can teach him that exists another dimension. So something that he doesn't know. So it took him to a journey that's through amazing. the third dimension. Wow! And that's that's a, an amazing book. It's very that. short. You can, yeah, it's very short. It's and it's about religion, but it's not just about religion. It's about uh, thinking that there's something else maybe you don't know, and you have to discuss yourself and taking, you know. Oh, yeah. that, that's that's what the song is about. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's about the character. So there are just two, three songs about myself. The other are about characters. And so, it was fun to write the stuff. So how did you get hooked up with Alan Johannes? By email. Oh, excellent. <laughs> excellent. I, I, yeah, everyone asked me, oh, how can you work with Alan Johannes? How can you work with a producer that is in, in California? Just write him. Yeah. Just write an email and ask, can you, can you work with me? Can you listen to the songs? And Alan's is such an amazing he's guy. He's the nicest person. He he's is. the nicest person. He really is. He's the nicest person. And uh, it took me a lot because he was on tour with PJ Harvey. Okay. And uh, I, I went to, I went, uh, uh, I did a road trip 
with my girlfriend in California. And uh, while we were in California, we were in Joshua Tree, and I was like, okay, maybe I can meet Alan Johannes. And he was in Italy playing <laughs> with PJ Harvey at the same time. <laughs> that was the oh, worst timing ever. That's, I hate to say yeah, it, but that's, that's poetic. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, but okay, nothing else. Oh, um, man. Nothing to do here. Okay. We'll just take our trips. Yeah, uh, you know, you, got, and, you still have to go to the, pl- to the places that inspire a lot of what he's done and what Queens yeah. of Stone Age have done. Yeah. And also. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've traveled through Mojave Desert and Joshua Tree is an amazing place. Yeah. And the Death Valley was the best place. And it's the worst and best place on earth. At the same time, because it's so, uh, you're in danger. You yes. are, you are there. It's trying are to kill you. In danger. It is trying yeah. to kill you. It's trying to kill you. But at the same time, it 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 gives you, I don't know, some sort of relax because you are into in the middle of nothing. It's not. Uh, it's a strange feeling because you can die. Yeah. Okay. You are you die and you think, okay, I can die, but I'm so. That's peaceful, you know. I, I can die, but I'm good really, with that. Eh? I can die, but then I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> you know, it, yeah, it's a strange feeling, and that's that's the song called Crows. Yes, in the record, that is about that journey. And, it's and one of my favorites. about anxiety because those crows are a metaphor for uh, panic attacks or uh, or anxiety that I started to have uh, during those uh, years mm-hmm. and I found myself very relaxed uh, and in that um, in that strange and dangerous environment I don't so, know why so you start to understand a little bit more deeply how bands like Caius and Queens of Stone Age come up with their yeah. really unique music. Yeah. Going it opens your mind. I'm sure that that environment, yeah. you know, kind yeah. of shapes you. Yeah, I think so. so. And it shaped me in a very small way because I, I spent like just one day, a couple, two, three days there. But it can be in very but, impactful. Um, yeah, yeah. Right, that so, song is about that. And, so the, and uh, I've written to to Alan manager mm-hmm. and uh, he listened to the record and it was like what's your budget not that much okay we'll see <laughs> if you like if he likes it we can do it yeah and that that's the thing you know uh, he liked it and it was like okay mm, that's okay for me yeah it, it was very very easy and um, I met him uh, after another PJ Harvey uh, concert in Turin here in Italy and I was like okay uh, I've sent uh, to your manager my my album uh, for mixing it, uh, and it was like it was like, oh great great I can do that I can do that That's give awesome. me your CD and uh, give me your CD and I give him uh, my CD my CDR 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he lost it. Oh. <laughs> 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 that was his... Just pause because the oh, comic signing. Uh, right? That was beautiful. Uh, yeah, um, he lost it, and but he listened to uh, to the MP3 that I sent him, and uh, it was great, and it was so surreal for me because we we worked. Uh, I was I was here in Milan. Mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm in, in Milan, by the way. Okay. <laughs> and he was he was in uh, Hollywood. And uh, I was doing my daily job and uh, running home and taking uh, WhatsApp or Skype uh, yeah. with him and talking with him with Alan Johannes. It was surreal because I was working and doing my stuff, my shitty stuff, and then <laughs> going home. Like I, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I cannot stand here because I had to talk with Alan Johannes from California. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was talking to him about uh, mixing, about the stories that he told me. And it was great because he, he was talking about uh, um, Josh Dave and yeah. his friends. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. He <laughs> 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 was working with me. And I, said, and I was saying, uh, are you going to another tour maybe with Dan uh, Crooked Wilters? And he said, I don't know, uh, I've seen Dave uh, yesterday. And I was like, okay, Dave is Dave Grohl. Yeah. And he's talking with me. Yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> one step going away. On? You know, it's just, it's just, yeah, one step away from Josh Shomi. Yeah. And, and it was I like, know exactly what you okay, mean. Okay, no problem. And I say, okay, no problem. We can talk about the, putting my vocals on the right or left channel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got to go. Was, uh, Mark Lanigan's at the door. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what happened because he, he was saying, um, I'm sorry, but uh, next week, uh, next couple of weeks, we have to, we have to uh, take a pause because uh, I have to do the new line again record. Okay. Crazy. And then I come back to you. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm good with I'm, that. Uh, I'm good with that. I have no problem with that. Do it. Please. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Take care of uh, you know, and okay, take care of Mark. And take care of Mark. But that's great. That what that's what what's great about Alan is that he treats all the people at the same level. Yeah. And you he's working with Lanigan and he's working with you. And then he's working with Josh Omi, and then he's working with another unknown band from a known place. And it's, you know, Chris and, Cornell. And Chris Cornell. And as, as long as it's interesting, he's doing it. Yeah. For uh, big money, small money, don't care about it. If it's interesting uh, to him, he'll it's, do it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's such an amazing guy. And it's great for me because it... And it, and it's strange because here in Italy, if I want to to work with a, a famous producer, a producer that has worked with Chris Cornell, let's say Chris, the Italian Chris Cornell, yeah. I don't know, I don't know who he is, <laughs> but it doesn't exist. Italian uh, <laughs> Chris Cornell, uh, I had to spend tons of money, and he he won't he won't just answer me because I'm not famous, yeah, and because I'm not there's no hype around my project, but. Alan Johannes doesn't care about hype. No. Because who cares about hype? Yeah. Just those labels that we talk about. Well, his whole career, before. his whole career yeah. is, is, you know, I think if there was any point in which hype mattered to him, he's well past that because 
Yeah. He grew up with the Chili Peppers, with you know yeah. guys that just exploded. Worked with Chris Cornell, Soundgarden. Yeah. You know, worked with some of the most amazing musicians on the planet, and I think but the, even is, is humble. Yeah, and that's I think, the I think key. that's if, the key. If there was ever a point where it mattered to him, it, it, he's he got well past it, and it's he's like you know what. Yeah. I, I just like music, and if if I like yeah. it, I'll I'll work on it. Yeah. So I was. And that's a, that's a way to live in freedom, total freedom. Yeah, and I was. He's in Chile right now, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's kind of been and, there and since the pandemic the, started. If you if you if you and if you want to do something that's hype, you don't go to Chile. No, <laughs> that's true. That's true. There's no hype in Chile. No, there's no hype in Italy. And that, uh, there's no hype in uh, other countries, but just in California. But it's not working just with Californians. Exactly, it's exactly. working with everyone that he finds interesting. He, and and his and story is amazing. You know, he's that's yeah, yeah. You you have to see the the movie. I did the documentary. I did. did. I got my okay, girlfriend so cried a lot. I did. There I was, get that. There's this there's the this moment in the movie when he's. Uh, is singing Endless Eye. Yeah. And the song Endless Eye. And my girlfriend was just crying, like never ending crying. It's such a, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's the only thing you can do. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, uh, it's great. It's, uh, it's great and sad and inspiring at the same time because he took all the bad things and turned it into art. Yeah. And that's what, and that's inspiring for me because the the gospel is not a happy record, right? Yeah, so well, here's, I think you can say that. This, the, okay. But I, I took some bad things that happened, like uh, my grandmothers died, yeah. both of them, during the recording of the oh, record, wow. and it's and it uh, it inspired me for the last song, returning. Returning is a song that is about different things, and I'm I'm not going to explain them uh, uh, totally. But uh, the death of my grandmother and the other grandmother, and one year after, inspired my idea because one of uh, one of them has uh, Alzheimer's. Oh yeah, uh, and Alzheimer, and it was a strange journey for her. To, to do to leave that thing yeah. and that song is about that journey it is a kind of a journey that is backwards to defeat fights I got in myself and got outside falling through the bright lights of a you you're you're losing memory you're losing uh, the idea of where you are and who are and who everybody are is. around yeah yeah but you are remembering things, or at least she was remembering things about forty years. My ago. grandfather had it, and when he passed and fifty years ago, and, and yeah. she was going backwards 
and just turn into a child. Yeah, yeah. My uh, grandfather couldn't remember my mom, but he could remember stuff that happened in you know, 1943. Yeah. You yeah, know? it was the same with my grandmother, with my mother. Yeah. It's and, weird. And, and it, was, it was weird, and it was a kind of uh, inspiration for that song. Okay. For the, for the lyrics of that song. So the songs are really interesting. It, it's, um, it's, it's got a definite Mark Lanigan feel to the album, but some of the songs are a little more... Uh, Theatrical in their sound, yeah. Not, uh, not like it's you know like cabaret or not anything. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> not but, Bohemian Rhapsody. But uh, like the song "Playtime," there's definitely yeah. a little bit of a theatrical feel to that song. Is the theater an influence to you at all? Do you have any experience in uh, No, no, no. I don't have any experience in theater. I, I, uh, that song was inspired by... Uh, the, you're talking about the style of yeah. the song. Yeah, yeah. Like that. The sound of it, yeah. Uh, it was inspired by a band that is Queens of the Stone Age related, that are Mini Mansions. don't know if you know them. Mini Mansions are... Uh, the band is the band of the um, of the bass player from Queens of the Uh Nick, the actual uh, no, the the, the the bass player, the actual bass player now. Oh, okay. Michael Schumann, and uh, Michael Schumann as this band is the is the bass player on Queens of the Age, as this band where he sings and play drums and guitar. Okay. And they have this kind of feeling. It's very okay. piano related. Yeah, yeah. And and that song is piano related because yeah. you know it, you can see that my yeah. piano lessons from <laughs> twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, they paid off. Now, yeah, they paid off because I wrote that song on piano. That song and the song "Devil" were written on piano. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I wanna play. Uh, I wanna write a song with this style, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And and playtime came out of nowhere. Okay. But it was it was inspired by many mentions stylistically mm-hmm. and a bit by Pink Floyd, I think. The middle part it was very the, the the middle part when it slows down. I was starting with my drummer and I said, you're going to play like it's Pompeii. Ah, you know, yeah. Live, okay. you, you have to do... That slow echoes thing. Because mm. echoes is one of my favorite songs by Pink Floyd. Yeah. And my favorite that song really, it really, you know, it really stayed with me since I was a kid. Yeah. And the, the inspiration is that. No, theater... I'm not. I'm, I'm into uh, movies a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm into music and movies, but theater not. Okay. My my, my first record was uh, "Steve in the Trees." It's a it's a quote from David Lynch. Uh, I'm, I'm a really 
big Twin Peaks fan, yes. David Lynch fan, and and the song the Sycamore Trees that is and the I work with me movie that has this line I'll see you in the trees and I'm doing a, a cover version of seeing the trees that's a, that's a preview uh, <laughs> we're going to release a, a cover of uh, seeing the trees in a very gloomy and dark uh, arrangement uh, I think for December or November yeah I want to ask you about that but I want to I want to ask you a couple more about a couple more songs on the gospel yeah, yeah sure alright so Crows is one of my favorites. I absolutely love that song. Yeah. Starving is so cool. That's very hypnotic. I love you that. Like that. I oh. love it. But one of the neatest things on the album is the really weird, quirky guitar sound you got on the weather song. Where did that come? That, all of a sudden, you get this weird little guitar thing, and, and how did that come in, come to mind to play this weird little noodly, awkward sounding guitar? It's so cool. <laughs> that, that was, uh, I think, uh, it, it's inspired by Tom Waits. Ah, okay. And the, the style is is very Tom Waits and Mark Ribble. It's guitar player. It's about just not doing uh, notes, just noises. This, uh, uh, okay. Or uh, there, there's not there's another band. I don't remember them. Uh, Lounge Lizards. Oh. I've listened to them a lot. Okay. Lounge Lizards. You know them. I've heard it, of them. Fake. They, they were they were known as a fake jazz band from I don't know if it was the late seventies or early eighties with John Lurie as uh, saxophone player yeah. and there was Ar- Arlo Guthrie. Okay, okay, that, I think that's why I remember that was familiar. Uh, and that's and that was fake jazz, and I've listened to that record a lot in my life, and I don't think it's uh, it's a you know clear inspiration for the record because I'm. But there's something about there's something jazzy here and there. It seeps in a little bit, and and that song is a mixture of uh, of Tom Waits and Lounge Lizards and very nocturnal song that I wanted to 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 arrange that way. And the the coda, the the last part, is clearly. Queens of the Stage inspired. Yes, because I lo- I love uh, that song. Uh, I think I lost my headache. Yeah, rated, oh, R. rated R. Yeah, and has that last part when it all goes bananas. Bonker, yes. is going. Yeah, and and I want a thing like that. And it's just swirling around. Back yeah, and forth. yeah, and those guitar like and speeding up uh, all, all the time, and that was the idea. And that song actually is inspired by a movie by, uh, it's called Hardcore, uh, okay. Paul Schrader. Oh, okay. uh, Paul Schrader is a great director. I, I love Paul Schrader, is one of my favorites. And, and he's always dealing with Catholics, theme, and religious themes, oh, okay. sin, 
and uh, the idea of sin, the idea of uh, darkness, uh, of the dark part of your soul. He, he wrote uh, Taxi Driver. Okay. He wrote The Last Temptation of Christ yeah. by Martin Scorsese. Uh, he wrote a lot, two or three movies by Martin Scorsese. Okay. And he did his own movies as a director. And the hardcore is, uh, is the story. I don't want to spoil it. But but I, I totally recommend it. And it's uh, it was an inspiration for the, for the lyrics of the okay. song. So, um, you know, you, that, by the way, is about the, 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 the flood. The float, you know, the, the ark, uh, Noah's oh, ark. Yeah. So, okay. so we're waiting for the clouds in the song because we're waiting for the rain to come and erase all this shit. Ah, and yeah. that's a very happy, happy thought. <laughs> right now, yeah. Yeah. All right. So during the, this whole lockdown, you've been doing a podcast called Super Stereo. Yeah. It was a, uh, it was a fake radio uh, thing because okay. I, I was just choosing songs from 2020 and new music because I, we had a lot of time to listen to new stuff. Yeah. So I, I was, okay, we are going to listen to new stuff. And I used that to find out new bands, new projects, new things. Uh, I had a lot of free time to spend to listen to music. Yeah. And I used that and I said, okay, I want to try out to do a sort of podcast, sort of radio there was not that much talking, more music, okay. uh, with little info about songs and artists, and and it has to be new stuff, new music, ah. because uh, I'm always dealing with people that saying that saying that there's no new music, uh, oh. everything's uh, shit right now. Yeah. I like the old stuff from the '70s, and they have 20 <laughs> years, and they are 20 years old, so it doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. So I was using that to find out new music and just recommend it to my friends. Oh, that's, that sounds awesome. It was, a, it, was, it, it was a nice experience. I don't know if I will do that, but I think uh, I will because we will be in lockdown again. Yeah. <laughs> so now you've also been recording some covers with some of your friends. Yeah. So uh, how did that get started? One cover with my, with my girlfriend. Uh, we are uh, singing After Hours by a Love on the Ground. Okay. And, um, and you can find that on YouTube. If you close the door, the night could last forever. Leave the wine glass out and drink a toast to never. Oh, someday I know someone will look into my eyes and say hello. And that was the first thing. And then we started to, because I have a friend in Rome that plays drums and I want to uh, record, uh, record a, a song by Lanigan. And I was okay, we can do that just for fun. Yeah. And uh, another, another friend lives uh, uh, miles away. I want, I want to play with him, but we didn't see each other we never see each other yeah. so we can use this time in our house to record record an, another song and and one thing's like to the other and uh, we have five songs and it's an ep that we're going to release i think for december oh, five cool. songs so and but um 
and then the next one, I think, it will be a cover by a band called Fatway Family. Okay. It's a it's an English band. Uh, it's called Catch the Weather, and uh, it it was fun because it was me, my girlfriend playing saxophone. She doesn't know how to play saxophone, but he has, she has it. So that's cool. We we we, we do try to record saxophone and flute. And uh, my bass player from Milan. I was in Rome. I was in Milan. Another friend is in, on on a mountain. I don't know, remember why. Playing keyboards. Another <laughs> friend doing uh, uh, vocals from miles away. I was like six people together. Uh, another playing just kazoo uh, for just one song. And that's the that's the development of the idea of uh, the Gary Pitcairn Orchestra. It is actually me. With an orchestra, and, but not a, a band as a, a traditional band, but okay. everyone can be in the in the, the Garbit Can Orchestra. Even you, if you want to play something, I'm in on a on a, on a song. Uh, you can. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, I don't. I don't play anything particularly well, but I'm in. If I can do something, I'll me do it. Me too. Me too. <laughs> but, but the idea, we, we have understand that <laughs> the idea is not playing well, but is just playing the right thing the right moment awesome so it's not it's not playing well i'm not a good player i'm not a good singer i'm not a good guitar player i'm not a good i'm, I'm just a singer songwriter i dispute some of that because i really liked the gospel i thought that that's a, such a cool album oh thank you very much thank, so, you. thank you thank you all right so where can people find the album all your albums uh, if, if they uh, can find your first one on seeing the trees or the gospel or uh the new ep that's coming out uh well the main thing is uh unfortunately is spotify i don't know if yeah. you listen to news but yeah spotify is not that great right. place but it's mandatory right now so i have to use that and you can find the first two records, the only two records, on Spotify or Bandcamp. I have Bandcamp on my own label that is called Danza Records. Okay. Danza. I don't know how you can say that. Danza. D-A-M. That's Danza. It's like dance. Right. D-A-N-S-V-A, right? Yeah. And Danza Records. And that's the label that I use for all my projects. Uh, there's another band called Great Book of Danza, where I play and make noise. Um, <laughs> we did three instrument, mostly instrumental records. We've done uh, um, a soundtrack for uh, our show movie 10 years ago, I think. And, um, and I, I'm using that for all my, my projects. Oh, cool. Uh, so the, the record, can you, you can find the record on uh, Bandcamp. I think that's on uh, Amazon too, iTunes, uh, okay. and all the corporate, shitty corporate stuff. But please use <laughs> Bandcamp. Please use Bandcamp. Yeah. That's the, that's the most important thing. I love Bandcamp. Band. So, uh, yeah, Bandcamp is the, is the greatest it's place when you can play, place your music. Where can people follow you on, on social media so they can get updates on the, the EP of covers that will hopefully be out around the end of the year? Is that about right? I got, yeah, I got Facebook. Okay. Can, and Instagram, I use quite a lot of Instagram. It's fun. 
I don't use Twitch because I'm too old, but yeah. I'm not that old to use just Facebook, so I use Instagram. Yeah, my uh, kids keep telling me Facebook's for old people. Yeah, yeah. Facebook <laughs> is for that. Yeah. And, uh, and Instagram is for us. Uh, Kids, not that much, and Twitch is for kids. But yeah, I'm, I'm not going to use that. And TikTok is that. Oh, I forget it. I don't, I don't even get into TikTok. Um, I thought about Twitch. I think I, I started a Twitch account, but I never did anything with it because I don't understand it. And TikTok, I mean, maybe Twitch is good for your uh, for this idea of podcast. I thought about it, but I don't really understand how it works with podcasts because see a lot of live stuff on there. Yeah, but, yes, most live. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't do this live because I like to edit. Because I screw up a lot. Yeah, so. up a lot yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> well, Gary, thank you so much, man. This has been a blast. I really do appreciate you coming on and, and telling me about all the experiences making the gospel and uh, and learning about this awesome uh, covers EP that's supposed to be that will yeah, be coming out. Yeah, yeah, it will be. But but the gospel is always um, the main thing. Uh, my my career right now you know the gospel is it's it's a record that was so important for me that i want to push it as, as long as i can well, because it's uh, it's it's important and, and this coronavirus just shut it down in the middle because we we were touring and we had dates and we have at least three four five dates that were already scheduled that just we didn't do that yeah. uh, because of the coronavirus. We we were playing like the day, the very day, the very day before the the moment when every venue in Italy just closed. Yeah. And the day before was too rain, and we were like, okay, I'm landed at the worst place because it was one of the center of the coronavirus. Yeah, but don't tell anyone because you're. People is, is not people that safe. Yeah, and they get scared. Don't feel safe. Yeah, they're scared. So we were from Milan, and I was saying, oh, you know, my friend is from that place. Well, that, that is a cluster. <laughs> main cluster and they were like, oh, really? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, can you please stay away from me? Yeah. <laughs> And they were there to play with us because it was the the, the backing band, the, the, the opening band. Uh, like, oh, okay. So, yeah. please, you go on that. Yeah. Oh, and uh, and that's, that's bad because we were really into this thing uh, of touring and promoting the record and after all this stuff. I got friends that had uh, a record out at the, the week before the the, um, oh, the, wow. the, you know, the, the lockdown yeah. and so they released the record after seven years that my friends yeah there's a friend of mine that has this band and it took seven years and they put out the record and then after a week we had lockdown oh. so they didn't promote it and they spent a lot of time money of course and all this stuff and they had a label so wow. that was bigger than, than, than me um, they are just at home right now. Oh, what band? You. What band is that? At least you can maybe give them a little little uh, plug here. Who is that? It's an Italian band. It's called Pesta in Tasca. It's a head in the pocket. Okay. okay. Well, and, um, check that out. Maybe we can. Yeah, yeah, you can. Maybe, maybe they'll get a few downloads out of this. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. 
hope so. So, Eric, thank you again so much for coming on. I, it's been fantastic. I, I really am enjoying the album. And, thank you for having me. And the first album, too. That's they're both really good. Thank you for having me. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.